cliffcentral.com. Hello there and welcome to the Futurology Show. It's Michael Cowan sitting in the hot seat chair and I do have uh, Brett Lindsay. Unfortunately... No, not unfortunately. That's awesome to have me around. No, I, was, I like having me around most of the time. I, I do like having you around. I was about to say, unfortunately, <laughs> Brett Sinclair is, has managed to land in Cape Town. And, just, and that's about it because no, he can't take off again. He can't take off again, so we're safe here. So it's all actually very good. Um, how are you, Brett? I can't complain, hey? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been busy. You, you, you've had a good week? Yeah, it's been busy. We've had, uh, we've been doing quite a few, uh, sprint rows, we call them, and like tiny little mini design sprints to try and get people used to the idea of what a sprint does and see how much value comes out of them. So, uh, we've, we've got a couple of those lined up this week. That's fun. That's um, fun. It is really fun doing those. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's good that you've been practicing the sprint runs because we're yeah. going to be talking, uh, to N- Yatish N- Nazri, yeah. who's the CXO of Design Partnerships about retail design and, and the world of Super agile. Important. You, you, you know what is fascinating, you know, just in, in a prior conversation, you know, most of us don't understand design in, 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 and this agile world when it comes to apps. But how do you change a store overnight? How do you do agile in retail? And this is what Lots we're going to be. Lots of Red Bull, I'm assuming. Well, it will be very interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll be chatting to you, Tish, about that. Um, but before we jump into chatting to you, Tish, I just wanted to check in with you after last yeah. week's chat. We had a fantastic chat with Brett Kamal around VCs. Any, any thoughts, any, any things that popped up for you over the week? I think that was probably one of my most favorite episodes that we've done. Yeah. And uh, if you have missed it, you've got to go back and listen to it. But it was, it was really cool just to understand the sort of the spectrum of how ideas come from and how they get funded and whether they're worth it or absolutely it was just he's a very knowledgeable guy so thank you mr brett Carmel, for joining us on Abs- the absolutely yeah, i quite agree and, and you know what the great thing is he's got a great sense of humor well yeah the virtual comedian the virtual comedian he really that's is that's what that's what vc stands for if you have that, that and to many it. other things <laughs> yeah, let's not even stop yeah. Yeah, vibrant no, community very vibrant community <laughs> so if you if you didn't listen to the uh the, the the world of vc and and the future of it go and listen to it you can uh listen to the podcast on cliff central and you can get on uh, subscribe to our, our channel on, on iTunes, iTunes. And we're, and we're tracking quite nicely on iTunes we, So thank you listeners we, we are We are We hit number two in the technology So so we really are moving up So thanks to everyone who does listen And, yeah. and uh, if you are listening on iTunes It's great because it makes it very easy You can just download it straight onto your app And it automatically plays And give us a five star rating But enough about uh, iTunes yeah. and us Let's introduce Yatish. How are you, Yatish? Very, good? very well. And you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the show because thank the, you. Likewise, you, you come with some uh, high expectations here, you know, about, about the work that you guys are doing. And I, I'm looking forward to understanding that because I've been tweeting a bit madly. In fact, Dory was complaining that I overtweeted this morning. I don't know if you can overtweet a, a show. I don't know. <laughs> Let me know. Uh, apparently, I'm the, I'm the last person you should be asking about Twitter and yeah. tweeting and at handles and hashtags. So, yes, absolutely. Well, it's not even. If, you, if you've got something to share, I think it's very imperative that you share things. And I think that's really cool. And you guys have got an interesting uh, document that you shared with us called the Digital Reboot. Correct. Yes. Or the Physical Correct. Reboot. Physical Sorry. Reboot, yes. Yeah. Everybody knows about the Digital Reboot. This is the Physical Reboot. And uh, Mike, do you mind if we start there? Because I think that was fascinating. I, I, th- I think it's a great idea. But Yatish, do you want to just introduce Who yourself? What do you do? Yeah, just, just give us some context to why do you do it? <laughs> to the digital reboot. Yeah. The physical, physical reboot. reboot. Correct. Yeah. Um, physical digital reboot. <laughs> correct. So, yeah. Uh, thank you once again. Um, uh, from a company called the Design Partnership. So, we've been around for many, many years. It's uh, plus, plus 20 odd years already. Um, we have a, a base in Johannesburg, Cape Town, Sydney, and the UK. So, 
uh, been around, seen a few things, um, and obviously been through um, what is a, a kind of changing, uh, changing landscape for for retail. Uh, and I think one of the biggest things, you know, we faced, I'd say many years ago, the sort of prevailing logic was most retailers would tell you every yeah. five to six years, we've got to refresh our stores, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's if that, that's if they're not closing down. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and now you're, you're just, you're in a space where things are so competitive, they're, they're changing so quickly. Um, you know, it's kind of preaching to the converted here, but there's so much content, there's so much being thrown at customers at, at any given time yeah. um, that we all know this idea that, that change is the sort of only constant. I mean, you know, it's been sort of screamed from every rooftop in every discipline. And physical is interesting because the, the challenge with physical is like most digital content and the stuff that, that does change quickly, um, there are some unfortunate realities that stop it from being as responsive. So yeah. there's the construction process there is the cost associated um there are a lot of limitations to to it being able to to move quickly the problem is um customers don't really give a damn you know customers want what they want yeah, absolutely. Um, and so the physical has to find a way we believe uh, to be able to operate with the same level of speed and change and excitement uh, and content and context awareness that any other medium does absolutely uh, and and that's kind of i think where we come from. So we've invested so much time in that space and, and we personally have been frustrated by having to work with the okay. limitations yeah. um, that we sort of went on this path a few years ago to go, well, listen, hang on. Um, let's stop thinking about why we can't do it um, and let's start thinking about how we can. Fantastic. So, so you know, I, for me, I, I, you know, if I look at my marketing background, I, I've, I've come down to the very simple premise that everything is about the experience and it's the only thing that's going to... Yep allow you to compete quite effectively and and i'm not sure if i've mentioned this before but you know uh, if if my cell phone provider is now competing with kindle mm. you know amazon kindle because of the service i can get from from kindle and i'm i'm comparing the quality of the experience and dig, uh, the physical world is not excluded from that mm. and this absolute merge between the physical and the digital and the impact that it has on the quality of the experience yeah. you know you've got you've got to do what you say you do otherwise you're a liar and most people don't believe you and this is the where most brands communications have a huge amount of challenge yeah uh, from from my perspective, I mean, for the last two years, as a digital philosopher, I call myself that. I have to try and live up to it every now and again. You do, you and do. Um, people have been asking me like where to from here. And two years ago, I, I started talking about this age of experience that we're going into. Yeah. The fact that digital things have been assimilated into our day to day living. We're we're very happy with the fact that we have phones. Um, what we started to demand from these devices is the experience. How does it enhance where I'm at? And a lot of guys will come and they'll say, well. Digital is the, the be-all and end-all of, uh, and it's the future of retail, truly. And, and that's where everything's going. Look at e-commerce, look at Take-A-Lot, look at Superbulous, look at Spree, look at how... But there's always going to be a space for bricks and mortar. And I do believe that the age of experience is more pertinent to them yeah. in, that, in that expensive space uh, than it is to any digital owner uh, out there. You know, I think often where people get confused and it's like, it's like any new technology, right? Anything that comes on board, um, we tend to see it as this next big thing and this all consuming idea and it will change absolutely everything. And then it reaches a stage where it settles, where we start to understand how it can actually play a role and, yeah. and where it's relevant, what it's good at and, you know, what, what it's bad at because not everything is good at everything. 
um, digital included. So the the best example I can think about is if you think about the sort of motor car. Yeah. Um, when it was invented, there was um, a famous piece done by um, an, an architect, a plan for for Paris, uh, which if you if you look at it and you can you can sort of Google it, um, it's rubbish. Uh, it's basically <laughs> it's a bunch of high rise buildings connected by highways because the thought was you know who, who's going to need to walk? Walking's antiquated. It's slow. Um, it's a horrible way to get from A to B. We'll just use cars. Um, and so screw the sidewalk. Uh, just build a bunch of super highways. Off we go. Yeah, um, I, I think Cape Town had the opposite problem. Yeah. No, no. They, yeah, they started. <laughs> they didn't get very far. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, we've now come to a stage where, you know, we realize if you look at the probably the best pieces of urban design in the last few years would be things like the High Line in New York, where yeah. we've actually reclaimed a piece of um, transportation infrastructure for, for people. So there's the saying that, you know, people ignore design that ignores people. Uh, and I think the, the thing, irrespective of the technologies, uh, cars, digital stores, name it, um, people are at the center of these things. Um, yeah. And you've got to design for them and how they behave and how they work and how they operate. Um, and, and, and that's what's how you make it relevant. We were talking just briefly before the show started around the world of principle. Do you want to just uh, talk talk a bit more around what you know when when we look at the the approach to design? You know, too often there there's a there's a lack of principle. And I mean, Justin Couture, who runs Ignite, and we've had him on the show previously around the world of agile uh, product development, was was moaning that a lot of people think it's about the process as opposed to the principle. Do you want to just share your thoughts around what what that means? Because design is not limited to an app. It's not about technology anymore. Technology is the underlying driver of change to so many things, which is why it's getting caught up with it. But it's 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 all encompassing and ubiquitous. Speaking badly again. Um, sure. So I suppose the the best kind of example or, or way to view it um, is I use my, my sort of background, I guess, as I, I studied architecture. Um, and if you look at what architecture or what buildings used to do for us, um, you know, from, from way back when, they were, they were really a form of social technology if you think about it. Yeah. So they provided us with security at a sort of base level. Yeah. High walls kept intruders out, all of that good news. Um, and then you, you move to the inner parts of sort of old medieval cities and there'd be town squares where guys could trade and connect and talk and do and all that. And that's where things. the philosophers lived. So I buy into uh, this completely. There, go. Uh, there you go. There you go. Um, so it, it was never about bricks and mortar. It was never about building. Um, buildings were just the things we used to allow us yeah. to connect. You know, now we may do it over social media. Uh, I would argue that the, the the structure is similar. There's a login page, which would be the outer walls of a citadel, and then there's the yeah. inner bit where you trade. So, 100%. you know, the, 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 the principles are always there. And often I think where people get disrupted or they get caught up is they worry about um, almost the, 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 the discipline and not the principle to what yeah. you're saying yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. So if you look at what's happening in the car space today, Perfect example. Guys like Tesla and Faraday Future, etc., coming along, understanding that you were never in the the business of building motor cars. You're in the business of logistics, transportation, energy, yeah, etc., etc. It just so happened that that took the form of a car for the last hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Now that it's no longer doing that, guys who've just mm. invested in being car companies as opposed to energy, transportation, yeah. logistics, absolutely, are being disrupted. Um, and it's the same for same for retail. Do you think 
I mean, I've got a, a thought that it's it's less about what something is, and it's more about what that thing does for the uh, people that are using it. I was it. just thinking exactly the same thought. Because why? Yeah, it's it's all about the why. I mean, Simon Sinek nailed it. I mean, I think many people have thought about it. But he's yeah. one of the guys with his golden circle. Why do we do this? It, absolutely. Yeah. But it, it it goes as far as as the the physical space. Now, people don't say, "Hey, I'm going to go to Apps or "Hey, I'm going to go to F and B." People say, "I'm going to the bank." Yeah. You, and you don't, you don't question it beyond that. My bank is different to your bank. And because we've kind of blocked them all together, banking is banking, shopping is shopping, and I'm going to go to the shops. Oh, okay. You don't get further than that. So the thing then that starts to differentiate where I'm going to go is basically the experience, the reason why I want to go to a specific place. And with banking, I mean, you guys have done a great job, and I've, I really want to get into the, to this one. Yeah, but absolutely. With Absa, you guys have done a complete great change. I think Mall of Africa is your one flagship uh, store, which you'll talk about. But how do you attract people to go to a bank that has a cool brand or a growing brand um, in such a way that they want to go there? Because, I mean, well, banks if, banks could literally just be a bunch of gray boxes and filing cabinets. I, to be I, functional. I, I think the question's more important than, than just the bank because if I look at Yo, my anyway, bank, yes. No, 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 hang on. If we just stay with the idea of the yeah. banks because I, I love my bank uh, uh, experience online. Yes. But the, the offline experience, doesn't and it doesn't matter, it. it doesn't matter what the bank actually is, which bank it is. But in, in, in the case of, of the, the EPSA branch that you built at the Mall of Africa, I mean, you were able to test and iterate the quality of the experience. Do you, do you want to just explain what you guys did there? Because it, for me, it was like, how yeah. the hell you had did you get that? a great method there. Yeah. I, I mean, it's amazing. Sure. Well, yeah. Thank, thanks for that. I mean, the, the good news there as well is I think uh, we've also got a, a sort of client who I think is is forward thinking enough to to sort of embrace that sort of that sort of challenge or that sort of idea, but really I think the the sort of quote that that resonates with me best in, in this world is um, Angela Ahrens, who left Burberry to take up a position as senior vice president of, of retail at Apple, refers to the Apple stores as their largest product. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. As, as opposed yeah. to a sort of channel, as opposed yeah. to a place in it's which it's a they very sell different product. thought process. Absolutely, yeah. it's selling the Apple experience Correct. in this place. Correct. Our store is a product. It's the largest product we make, um, and and banking's sort of had that that ongoing challenge where most people see it as as quite a horrible. I often refer to it as. Um, where the customers are the Simpsons and the banks feel like <laughs> Mr. Burns. You know, um, people just hate yeah. them. They hate them totally. It's really strange because it's such a fundamental technology. Um, yeah, it, it is such a fundamental technology. And if you allow me, just for two seconds, because I, I just think it's it's such an interesting story um, as to where banks sort of originated. Um, the earliest sort of idea of, of of banking came from around the time when the Templars used to transport people across yes, Europe. Correct. Um, and obviously, to give them safe passage was becoming quite expensive, quite tricky. Yeah. Um, a la cash and transits today. Um, and so what they used to do was they'd get a, a family to hand in a piece, hand in their yeah. gold to one of the, the sort of keeps. They'd give them a piece of paper yeah. and then they'd take that paper to whichever city they were at, hand it in Absolutely. at the next one and get the gold back. Yeah. So this idea even of um, the banking being digital or virtual has always been at the core of what it does. It transferred yeah. real value into a sort of proxy of value 100%, for you to yeah. exchange that proxy for real value yeah. at another point. Yeah. So 
Um, banks have always faced this, and our challenge with with APSA was to say, we know that the bank of today is a horrible place to be. It's shit at everything, yeah. right? It's 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 shit at you being able to do things quickly, like deposit or get a statement or whatever that might be. And in which case, a digital channel might be better. It's yeah. great to one thing. Sorry to interrupt. It's what great to one thing. What? Is lining people up. Absolutely. It is. It's it great is. at queuing. It's yeah. great. Yeah. If you queuing. really well, want to no, go queue, it's not great. Go. It's, um, uh, it's, uh, yeah. And then playing really yeah. shit music whilst. But you're sorry waiting. for sorry yeah. for interrupting. And it's, <laughs> and it's, it's also it's also really bad at conversation. I can't yeah. go there if I need advice. If I need, it, it's it's sort of a compromise on both ends Um, one of the other interesting things is because of and this is just another funny story because of um, the equipment you need in a bank it's about three elephants in weight of safe equipment that you need. <laughs> okay. um, you also yeah. you can only go in certain places. So you're yeah. often by the parking lot next to the laundromat. Um, okay, yeah. Whatever. So the, the big why, challenge. Why, why the laundromat? Uh, shame. I don't know why. It's, uh, yeah, laundromat, post office, bank, you know, <laughs> okay. the, the guy that cuts keys. Um, so, you know, the, the, the APSA has a kind of large challenge, and, and fortunately they've, they've put a lot of effort into this, which is to say, how could we get our physical space to be a place where it wasn't about queuing, it wasn't about people coming to do the mundane stuff, but how do we connect with customers for the real yeah. value add? Um, and, and that's where the sort of agile program was born. Um, it was how do we design the bank with the needs that customers have today? Right? Yeah. Sure, because we can't do this overnight. This is a, this is a change we're going to have to bring in. Yeah. But how do we make the thing flexible enough that we can evolve it as we go? We can iterate. For sure. As we educate customers, as we migrate customers. How do we move it from being this transactional space into a space yeah. where we can connect with customers? And that was really the sort of birthplace of this agile design philosophy in a branch. And we got it to a stage where we can reconfigure a branch in four and a half hours, which is almost unheard of. How, how, do, how do you that's do that? Mad. How do you do that, man? I mean, that's it's faster a physical than digital. It, it is. is. Yeah, well, there you go. There you uh, go. I mean, so, that, yeah. I mean, it was it was a it was a few things. So it, it um, we kind of isolated the cash component and left that to one side because that, unfortunately, uh, in South Africa has unique challenges from a safety point of view. You can imagine. So so cash is quite a, a big component. So we and, isolated and, that. And customers typically don't go into that environment. Um, so how it works is um, we sort of a. a, a Employed a, a left-right philosophy, so yeah. um, the one element is on the, the right-hand side, the other element's on the left-hand side. Um, we often refer to signage as a failure of design. So we think physically, you should be putting things in a place where it's intuitive for a customer, and you should yeah. know which way to go. Um, so we isolated the cache, and then the entire engagement zone um, created this kind of structure at the top where we could plug in. Um, and literally even put the offices on wheels. Um, so you can physically move okay. the thing around. Um, so it was quite a, quite a dramatic departure from, from branch philosophy design wise of past. Um, and it's, it's had some interesting challenges and it's an ongoing exercise. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really, really great program to be a part of. And I think we're really excited about, you know, the opportunities and, and where it goes. Ph- phenomenal. But, but, you know, the the one question that jumps to mind is what's the point of redesigning the branch? Absolutely. So, again, I'll refer to a wonderful statement that um, Angela Aarons recently made as well, which is she said the she'll know she's cracked the design when millennials are going, let's meet at Apple. Um, as yeah. and, and she often says what she tells her staff is not how to sell but how to serve. 
uh, and the idea that yeah. we're, we're reaching mm. a stage. So, so Jack Ma talks about this as well. I mean, if you follow Alibaba, I mean, the acquisitions they're making, the things they're doing, it's, it's just incredible. Um, and he even says he hates the word omnichannel. He talks about yeah. new retail. And, and new retail is this idea that people can actually buy things anywhere. They can buy they things can. anywhere. Uh, uh, absolutely. And we'll come to Amazon and, yeah. and how that has changed it. But but just to come back to my my point about what's the point. So, because so you've got customers. So if, if I finish that, it's yeah. what, what I'm trying to get at is is I can do banking anywhere at this 100%, point. hundred percent. I'm yeah. getting to that stage. Why where, do I need the place? Why do I need the place? Yeah. I need the okay. place to do what I spoke about earlier, social technology, to connect to people. There's complex there's complex pieces. There's, there's you advice. You need to sign something. There's, uh, well, yeah. there's, I mean, that at a base level, but even that can get mm. disrupted, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. because what is, what is signing? Signing is, is verification. Yeah, it's identification. Yeah. Biometrics. Again, I don't, I don't need, I don't need physical for that. Yeah, I yeah. need physical to connect with someone. Yeah. Um, to actually look at someone in the to eye. To look at someone in the eye and, and, and there may be a, a whole slew of reasons for which I need to connect. It may be advisory. It may be that digital has failed because, you know, it's it's not uh, it has failure. Um, there are times when things go wrong, um, and there are times when you need a person, uh, and there, there are times when because the the one the it's one access almost hundred percent. And yeah. there's one threat I think that banking has, which is um, you don't want to become just transactional, right? You don't want no, to. I mean, you're, you're a commodity. You're then. a commodity. Yeah, I mean, because then you will be replaced. Absolutely. So you iOS. Really I mean, I, iOS 11 was debuted the other day. Yeah. And one of the big headline features there was peer-to-peer sharing via uh, messages of money. Hundred percent. So if if everybody wants to go and talk and hang out in Apple, and they can also do banking there in ten years' time. Yeah. Um, then in, in, in fact, I mean, Brett Sinclair did a world bank? first. He, he, he did banking via Facebook. Yeah. But, but, but to come back to the, cause w- I think what I'm, I'm trying to get in my mind here is in the Mall of Africa versus let's take Santon City versus Cresta. Yep. You're going to have a very different target market. Are you testing and iterating around the, the target market that's relevant to that mall? Absolutely. So, and that's so where the give, design and iteration correct. is coming in. So, okay. t- so to give you a sort of real world example to bring that to life, um, when we'd open the store, traditionally what you do is there's guys who sit around the table, very clever, try to predict what the customer demand is going to be, sort of how many home loans they'd sell versus et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, but when the Mall of Africa opened, you'd, you'd probably know there were a few incidents. There were some yeah. shootings, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so I'm sure all the, all the, the kind of guys retreated back to Santon. Um, and it changed, it changed the profile of people who were shopping. Um, uh. and, it, and it increased the, the transactional need in that branch for the short term mm. over yeah. what we predicted would happen. Yeah. Um, so within about two weeks, we actually then had a day where we had to reconfigure. Yeah. And, and giving everybody a bulletproof vest with a new check account wasn't it, it, a solution. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no absolutely. not the best idea. So, so what we did was then reconfigure the branch on a Saturday when they closed. On a Sunday, they were ready, and we could change the flow to match what was actually going on. Um, and that's, I suppose, you know, everyone talks about data as the new crude oil. Yeah. Um, I mean, data for its own sake is useless, but data totally. where I can respond, I can yeah. have context in mind, I can help customer. Uh, is 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 amazing, but what's the point of the data if my environment can't change? Yeah, and, and how are you tracking the changes that needed to happen in that environment? Because we're starting to get into the Internet of Things, sensors, etc. Yeah, so I mean, there are some amazing technologies coming online. I was uh, recently, and I can't give names away, uh, but recently in the UK, meeting with a 
a service provider who has incredible technology to sort of um, I, I hate the word tracking, but yeah. um, understand better word, understand <laughs> digitally customers. understand. There you go. There you go. <laughs> tracking is yeah, yeah. tracking is not the best. So help us understand where customers are in a space. It's it's so advanced, in fact, that if there are four people queuing and I'd only like the queue to be three deep. I can actually set up a trigger to respond. So I yeah. can get the manager down there. For sure. So unbelievable stuff. Um, at the moment, though, unfortunately, we have been relying on on-the-ground feedback, which is still amazing okay. because now yeah. the staff are able to input and influence. Absolutely. Because so great, when you get amazing. shouted at, you kind of get the point, don't you? That's it. I mean, there's no better feedback. Yeah. And, and now you've got control. You can control your environment. You can you can. You can yeah. say, listen, my customers aren't doing this. They aren't doing that. Um, I need them to queue here, not here. Mm, um, how, do I, how do I change the space? So coming from a digital digital solutions perspective on my side, um, we're, we're constantly looking at how agile plays a part in how we iterate. There's the build, measure, learn model where yeah. you've got to learn, yeah. but you can only learn if you're measuring, which is your senses. Now, you guys have got the, the agile model, as you said, but it's it doesn't, it's so weird to think think about it in a physical space yeah, but you guys is, have you guys have taken yeah. bml build measure learn and you've created odd yes now just take us how you've taken those because i mean this thing that, like that's not like hdhd no, no, kind no, no, of no, no, odd no it's yeah. it is a bit odd but it we'll is. explain why, why. <laughs> but the, it's it's very similar to the build measure learn yes. uh, but in there you've got things like ideating you've got rapid prototyping you guys are using things like uh, artificial intelligence to figure out stuff and you're using 3d printers to get to test ideas as yeah. quick as possible sometimes those ideas are so good I'm sure with 3D printing that you're going to leave them there. Like that prototype's actually version one now. Yeah. You're welcome. No, 100%. And so, so tell us more about ODD. Yeah. So look, I mean, it's a process again, like we say, we developed out of frustration. I think most, most good things arrive that way. Um, and it, it was about exactly that. It was about saying, how do we bring in all of these exciting, interesting tools that we're, that we're hearing about in other spaces yeah. and saying, bring it into this physical world, which Why is antiquated not? drawings yeah. and CAD. And it's just been boring for so long. Um, that we thought, shit, it's got to be a nicer way to do this. So we employed a few things. We employed the sort of rapid prototyping and 3D printing. Um, so we could even just lay out things. Yeah. So instead of drawing something up, you know, we've got all these things printed to scale. We move them around. We look around. We see if it yeah. works. Um, and you can sort of rapidly... Um, test ideas. The other technology we've employed, to your point on artificial intelligence, is we use a gaming engine called Unreal yeah. um, to build all oh, of our cool. stuff in. Me so, too. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, it's really cool. And it's super, super cool. Um, we can do everything from uh, sort of virtual walkthroughs to changing finishes on the fly. You know, All of that is really cool. Uh, but why we invented the process or, or why we believe in the process is the, the biggest challenge we've had often is our customers don't understand drawings. In yeah. fact, uh, to they, be they, honest, even some of our staff don't. Even I don't half the time. Because they, they're really… They're, they're, they're boring. They're, they're boring and yeah. they're difficult to understand. No, exactly. And no one wants boring. No, no one wants no, boring. Absolutely. What so, does it look like when it's finished? That's what right. does what the end look like? No, what does it feel like? What does it well, feel you, like? You well, know that's what, what they're asking now. Yeah. Before this, all they asked was how much does it cost? Because, I mean, you imagine yeah. you, you've got a bunch of clever people in the room. They're looking at a drawing. The reality uh, is they don't understand it. They understand one thing, though, which is cost. So they go, yes. yeah, this is great. Here's um, our one box. Is it, it's is cost. It, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it on budget? Is, is it, it on, on budget? budget? Yeah. Um, whereas now we can have different conversations because all of our clients have a wealth of knowledge yeah. that they can't unlock because they can't actually interact with what we're showing them. Yeah. So yeah. if we allow them to walk through a and space dare before to dream. Done, that's right. Walk through it. See it. 
Try different things. Yeah. Um, Fail fast, learn quick. Correct. All of those good things that come out of Agile, that correct. come out of the sort of design thinking world, um, how do we bring it to life? So using things uh, like virtual reality, using cool. things like 3D printing. Um, uh, and if you looked, at, again, if you watched the keynote the other day, the amount of investment they've spent in, in AR AI. and VR oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is incredible. Yeah, um, but, but that's seriously cool because if I'm like a, 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 a retailer, you know, like a pick and pay or shop right, and I'm the store manager, I can now walk through the stall that so I'm in charge like of. I don't like, like that. It's, it's not going to work because of this, yeah. this, this, and Correct. you would never understand that otherwise. Just, just in terms of, of, of the store, you guys have got branches in the UK and Australia. How, how different is South Africa in terms of what you guys are doing here versus the thinking in, in Austra- uh, Australia and, and the UK? Because it's so easy to think, well, we're Africa, but sometimes we're actually doing a better job than them. Yeah, so, you know, the reality there is there are nuances like anything, um, but you, you're going to find that, you know, people are, and, and again, you've got the sort of internet to, to thank for this, um, people are, are reading similar things, seeing similar things, being exposed to, to, similar, to similar ideas, um, and really the sort of smartphone slash internet revolution have turned us all into very similar um, attention deficit um, on-demand creatures yeah. all around the world. Um, we're all suffering from the same sort of psychosis, which is great uh, because it means that there's a design principle you can link across yeah. We see a pattern. There That's you good. Go. Absolutely. There you go. So and we talk about this philosophy as well of designing for difference is very easy. And I can yeah. tell you the difference. I can look across a room and I can tell you the three things different between us. One of us is here. One of us doesn't. You know, one we're of not us, saying which one. Yeah, we're no, exactly. I don't have gray hair anymore. That's <laughs> great. It's fantastic. And 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 well, actually, we all thin in the room here. Yeah. CBS. Sorry, we don't need you to pick on Mike. It's awesome. There you go. So it's it's very easy to spot the differences. Um, finding similarities yeah. is where the sort of challenge lies, and that's the real. Joy of great design is it can 100%. connect across age, um, hair type. It can con- it can connect across anything. Yeah. So so we talk about the same thing. Yes, we've got three offices, but you're designing for sort of human truths and human principles, yeah. and they should be the same anyway. And I love it. Are we inherently the same? What, take everything else, like you just said. Take take all those differences away. But are we not at the digital level? But are, are our needs the same? Do we care about whether I sit on a red ottoman versus a you know, an office chair. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. I, I think we are in some ways. There's a great article on the Virgin. I'll, I'll pop it off to you so you can, you yeah, can share it to your yeah. tweet storm uh, for, for, <laughs> for, for the day. Um, and it's something about this principle called airspace where they say, you know what, customers, we're, we're reaching a stage where um, customers have their WeWork office. Um, yeah. They go to a coffee shop, and I can describe it to you. It's got metro tiles, some timber, some black, kind of the hip Some stools. And yeah, some, yep. there you go, some tolic stools. They all look like that. Um, and they stay at similar hotels, blah, blah, blah. They use their iPhones. And they, they use Uber. an Uber. Yep. So they And the only thing that's changing is the backdrop. Either it's Shanghai or it's London or it's Sydney or it's New York. But they have an expectation as well. That's right. But the experience and the expectation is critical and it's similar. Twitter is the same no matter where the hell I land. Yeah. Uh, uh, Facebook is the same no matter where I am. So you've got this singular experience that is pervading everything. Do you think social media has had a lot to do with the drive of how brands have adopted this image forward thinking? I mean, social media, we're, we're all about our profile. We're all about, I'm doing that. I look like this today. Here's my selfie. Here's what I did and who I did it with, when I did it. Um, 
brands have got to answer on that same level. Absolutely. There was a, there was a study I read about in Fast Company the other day. I think it's probably one of the largest studies of its kind, 5,000 odd people, where they spoke to them about what, you know, how they, how they saw brands kind of, um, answering or talking to them uh, in the age of social media. And what they were saying is previously you had this paradigm where what brands did was they had one message, right? So Coke's yeah. about joy and Jaguar's yeah, about this and Volvo's about safety, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that was fine if you watched the commercial, you know, once a week on a Sunday and you maybe saw it in the newspaper once every other day. But yeah. now I'm getting bombarded by stuff every minute. So after a while, I go, yeah, I got it. I got it. Joy. Yeah. You, know, you said that to me five times yeah. today. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm over it. Um, so what they talk about is brands have got to have a range of content and the content's yeah. got to be either funny Useful, beautiful, or inspiring. And if it's not yeah, one of those four brilliant. things, that's brilliant. you're wasting my time. So um, a big part of our philosophy around engaging content is entertain, inform, and empower. And Correct. it's not about doing two out of three. You've got to do all of those things. Yeah. 100%. Um, but I mean, while you were talking there, we're literally taking photos of ourselves because we're trying to document every part of our life. Yeah. And if we're going to go to the movies, we're going to say, hey, I got popcorn, and hey, I'm waiting to go see the latest you know, Marvel uh, superhero movie. Why not say, I'm sitting on the coolest chair I've ever seen in my life while I'm waiting to bank? How cool is that? Yeah. The mundane is now so amazing. I can't wait to actually have another bank experience. I mean, we put, we put foosball oh. tables in. We put foosball tables in, which was initially a, a joke. Um, and then we started getting feedback like, um, the staff were complaining that they were waiting for customers, which, is, <laughs> which was great. I mean, they walk up to the guy and it's like, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Yeah. Just, just give me another give second. Me, me. Best, best out of three. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's exactly that. You know, we've got an opportunity to entertain someone. Yeah, inspire yeah. them, give them a bit of, and, and I really think that the transactional stuff is becoming, I wouldn't say easy, but it's everywhere. It's you not a grudge time. Act, activity right, anymore. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, well, let's jump forward a bit and, and let's have a look at Amazon because they, they're doing the opposite. They started as, as a, as a digital online store and now they're opening up, um, physical outlets. But not only that is they've now got their drones for delivery. And and the, their ecosystem is completely different, and they're opening up where other retailers are closing down. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share your thoughts around how Amazon are going about this? Because it's 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 like they they're going against the herd here. Yeah, look, there there are a few of them that, that are doing it: Warby Parker, Amazon, Birchbox, Farfetch, yeah. Alibaba. Um, there's so many that have started, and I think you know there's something I read the other day which was quite interesting. So it took Alibaba. 13 years to get to $3 billion in revenue. Yeah. It took Walmart 53. Yes. Um, yes. So in terms of speed, absolutely unbelievable. Um, but here's the sort of caveat. Amazon at the moment, I think, had um, – I think they've got about over 40% of all online shopping. It's about $136 yeah, okay. billion. And what they're That's saying – Yeah, what they're saying is that um, I think globally e-commerce only made up about $1.9 trillion of the 22 trillion in total retail sales. So those are numbers that I can't even comprehend. No, no, 100%. Uh, I, I mean, these are I'm global numbers. Work. These are global yeah. numbers. So Amazon are going, well, listen, we've got 40% of that. There's still another 22 trillion out there. We'll have some okay. of that. Thank you. Um, okay. and, and, you know, the, the, I think the really great retailers realize that this omni channel thing is nonsense. Yeah. Um, it's about context. It yeah. is about context. Um, and if, cause customers can now shop in the middle of emailing, shop in the middle of watching yeah, something on YouTube, absolutely. shop anywhere they like. Um, don't, don't tell my wife. Jeez. Well, yeah. Don't well, tell my but wife. At the same time, I mean, we, 
there was a time we used to go to coffee shops just to get Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> because it was, there was better Wi-Fi than we could get on our 3G enabled phone or even our Edge or, dare I say, WAP again yeah, yeah, enabled yeah. phones. We used to go to internet cafes. Now we can go to the bank and have hotspots, Wi-Fi's, have experiences digitally as well as physically. Yeah. So I understand your Omni thing not quite being the strategy, but you can have these shared experiences in in the yeah, spaces. That's right. That's right. And it's it's you just need to have, and that's that's the thing about context. Sometimes, sometimes somebody wants to come in and talk to you. Another time, they want to just do it on their phone because they don't want to come in. And they've realized people are different. That's right. And at different times of the day, I'm feeling different yeah. today than I did yesterday. So it's about being there. In fact, there was a stat in the UK that the best online adoption in banks tracked. Um, the most kind of physically present brands. So the yeah. more physical presence you had, the better your online adoption. Okay. Um, because it is about this idea of availability and access. So well, well, Walmart are proving that, aren't correct. they? Correct. Yeah. Well, you've got to be a brand that's there when the people look up. 100%. Yeah. Because when I'm looking down, I expect to find you. But when I look up, if you're there as well, I mean, um, I was in. So this isn't whilst you're walking, you mean? No, no, I'm, I'm actually going to go to while I'm walking. In my mind, that's where I, that's where I'm at. I mean, I was in Amsterdam last year and I'm going again this year. And as you walk from, uh, Rembrandt's plane up to Didam, uh, you walk through the, the whole shopping quarter. And if you are on Wi-Fi hotspots, you will jump from H&M to H&M to H&M to H&M because I guarantee you there's one every 250 meters. Now they've understood that bricks and mortar is not dying. You just need to be everywhere for everyone. You've got to design the experience. But what they've done is they've, every single one of their locations is critical. It's not like, oh, that one's available. We'll just buy that. They were like, that is perfect. For where the people are there, that's perfect. For where they are over there, yeah. it's different, but it's perfect for there. And it's context. That's great. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Have context, you guys, yeah, yeah. Context, is- context, context, context. I mean, the, the sort of the success of Amazon as well is, um, their bookstores, uh, for example, feature, the top sellers online. So yeah. they know for a fact that everything that they stock in there, thanks to the data they've collected on customers, is the stuff people want. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So there's no there's no crap books on the shelf. You walk in and all of them are awesome. All of them are stuff dri- that people want. It's all yeah. driven by data. It's all data. driven by, by data, which they get through the sort 100%. of the, the online piece. Absolutely. So it's about balancing these things and, like you say, being context aware. The other interesting stat that came out of this sort of Jack Ma um, a study was um, they started tracking, and this is, I mean, it's relevant to Asia, but I think it'll it'll stack globally, um, where they they talk about the percentage of people's expenditure that various categories represent, um, and there's the view that in 2005 I think food was about 44 percent, um, and they predict by 2020 that that would drop down to about 18 percent. Okay. So what they're saying is that there's going to be an increase in spend. On discretionary experience related purchases and the, the, the sort of yeah. utilities will get cheaper. Um, and the things that we want to buy, not have to buy mm-hmm. will increase. And when you're in that world, um, and you have to get people to want to buy things, um, then they've got to be able to see it, touch it, experience it, 100%. play with it. Absolutely. And that's not always great on a website. Um, it really isn't. And Samsung, in fact, opened a store in New York called 837. Yeah. yeah. You can't even buy anything. It's about four floors, and you cannot buy Pure experience. Pure experience. Because they say you can buy it anywhere. Buy it at Walmart, buy it online, buy it at Best Buy. Correct. Um, There's another concept, Mm. actually, uh, also out of New York called Story. If you have time, definitely check it out. And they talk about three things, which is point of view of a magazine, changes 
changes like a gallery, yeah. sells stuff like a store, which, I mean, as, an, as wow. a model for retail is Just, just say incredible. that again. Point of view of a story. A, a point of view of a magazine. Of a magazine. Changes like a gallery. Changes like a gallery. Sells stuff like a store. Okay. And, wow. and that's, I mean, as, a, as an idea for why I'd go somewhere is compelling. I, I mean, yeah, of exactly. course I'd go there. A hundred percent. And I think same with the, same with the, with, um, let's bring it all the way back to banking. You know, it's the same, it's the same idea, right? It's, um, finance plays such a role. You guys just spoke yeah. about a great show you had last week. The venture capital, yeah. About yeah, venture capital. Yeah. Why the hell can't I get that kind of content? Engagement from my bank. That's where it should be getting. Exactly. It should be. Absolutely. They, and, they don't and, understand the bigger picture. Yeah. We are three quarters of the way through the yeah. show. It's flown by already. It's been a fantastic talking to you. Um, we are talking the future of retail with, uh, Yatish and did I say that right? That's right. Yeah. Sorry. You mean you have 45 I don't, I don't minutes? Five minutes, minutes. I don't get to say, well, lucky we didn't have to say Yatish 45 times, times. a minute. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, sorry for that. But, uh, we, we, we're with Yatish from, uh, product design and we're talking the future of retail. Go back and listen to this episode. If you've only just yeah. listened to us now, the podcast will be available soon. And we're talking about agile in physical space. We're talking about the physical reboot. We're talking about how design is changing to meet user-centric needs and how people are becoming as engaged again in the physical space as you can be or have been online. So, again, just thank you for joining us today and taking us through this. But we are at sort of the skinny end of the, of the show. And we, we generally throw forward at this point. What have you learned in the last short while of, of really taking businesses and brands and retailers through this space of how it's going to change in the future? What are we looking forward to in the next five to ten? So, look, I think we're at a really, really interesting space. And I, I, I sent something to you guys last night as we were talking about yeah. talking about stuff, a poster from 1909. Um, and it, it, it's really phenomenal. So it's at the launch of, of Selfridges. <laughs> yeah. 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 And what they talk about shopping as this destination, as this experience, you know, and, and, and if I can indulge this for a second, before Selfridges came along, the way you shopped was there was a sort of haberdashery. Yeah. There was a guy behind the counter and the customer walked up to the counter and could only look at a few things. Yes. Right? The concept of browsing was not around <laughs> at mass until Selfridges opened what they opened. Um, yeah. In fact, there used to be floor managers who, if you were browsing, would be, listen, are you going to buy something or yeah. get you leave? It's kind of like McDonald's Correct. chairs. Eating, eating, get And And I still think in many ways those disruptions in 1909 still live with us today. We yeah. haven't fundamentally evolved the formula. We haven't. And there are still so many things about shopping that are crap. Um, yeah. Cues, paying, carrying lots of bags, never finding my size. 100%. Um, crowds, uh, no service, parking. There are so many things that are uncomfortable about shopping um, that I think where we're heading to is a state where we are going to be challenging these things that people don't enjoy about physical retail and replacing yeah. them with things that people do which is seeing something new being excited being yeah. delighted being surprised 100%. being inspired being engaged as opposed to queuing paying all of that all of that stuff so i think i think and i think we're going to get to a stage where we're we're approaching um and if you look at stuff like again what these online retailers coming into physical are doing is they're less concerned about where their sales come from 
Yeah. And they're more concerned about how they can engage with customer. Yeah. And if, if, if anything is going to happen in the next five to 10 years, it's going to be that we'll see an emergence of tremendous experience in the physical. Um, that is going to outstrip the sort of utility of shopping and why I need to shop. Um, and replace it with the, the enjoyment. I, I think that's a really interesting uh, thought process because it's more of a sensory process because it, it's about how we taste, touch, feel, uh, and, and actually physically experience and perceive this world that we live in as opposed to, to the function of I need a new pair of pants. Sure. Um, and and I'll be very interested to see how technology plays a role in this because, I mean, one of the things I've always struggled with is I think AR and VR is really cool. But but the, its ability to really get to scale, like a, a Twitter or a Facebook, I've I've always struggled to see the potential of that. But uh, certainly in the retail experience that you're talking about, and I mean the world of gamification. Yeah, I mean how it, how incentivized activity. Yeah, how it yeah. starts coming into play there. It, mm. it it it'll be a very very interesting interaction and suddenly you'll see Amazon collaborating with with strange and odd partners to build a deeper quality experience yeah. and and gamification around what is potential and the fact that they've got access to this amazing deep data absolutely um, in, in fact it's it's quite scary because they mm. they can literally tell you where to go and what to buy yeah you and know with that data with that exactly and i think you're going to get to a stage where um, I, I also do feel that this conversation of an online retailer and a physical retailer will, will start to disintegrate and you'll just have a great retailer. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and where they come from is immaterial. Just, just, just one thought. Where do you see mobile payments going? I mean, you know, everyone's chasing the wallet and, and money, money's well, an interesting. Zapper and Snapscan yeah. and uh, where, where do you NFC. see it going to? So, um, again, I, I still think if you go back to principle, um, the act of paying is another thing that I say is annoying about retail. It, yeah. Even if it's as down to, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting impatient enough now where that little loading sign, even on the pause with my credit card, yeah. irritates me. Yeah. Uh, because, again, you're thinking, like, oh, totally. why the hell can't this be faster? It, yeah. it should be. How annoyed do you get when somebody pulls the card out too early and you have to do the whole thing? <laughs> oh, <again? laughs> yeah, no, ah, exactly. Come on. Exactly. And in the uh, actual fact, the net effect is like 30 seconds six. of your life. Correct. But, but yeah. it just feels yeah. like this is so inefficient. So yeah, It's like I waiting mean, for the kettle to boil. That's it. I, I mean, yeah. I think if you look at that sort of Amazon Go example. Yeah. I mean, nobody who sees that doesn't go, holy shit, that is the future. Where yeah. I don't have to take something out to pay. The act of paying should be, I mean, you just Simple, pick stuff yeah. off, pick stuff off the shelf and you walk out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, look, South Africans have been doing that for a while, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we call it something else. Yeah, yeah, we call it something else. But, but, <laughs> but I mean, but that, that as, as a future of payment is, uh, I think, exciting. No payment at all. That, that's yeah, the future. Yeah. Absolutely. So everybody's saying, well, look, we've got these, these online shops and we've got these apps that we can, I can order and ding dong two days later, I've yep. got something else. I mean, even if you're in the Uber these days, you're getting pushed Uber Eats and you're even getting yeah. pushed some sort of advertising that yeah. will provoke some sort of activity. Is that going to, it's not going to replace bricks and mortar. I mean, you guys are talking about the physical renaissance, but like, are we going to see people driving more towards this digital online shopping or are we going to see sort of a resurgence of people going and enjoying the experience in physical space? Look, there's a, there's a term that's starting to pop up yeah. more and more called digital detox. And, and I, I yeah. think, I think the you're going to find diet that, and all that. I yeah. think, I think people are, again, it's the thing where it's the, it's the car example, right? Yeah, absolutely. Don't build the highways yet. I promise you absolutely. people are going to go, well, you know, it's not all, it's not all one way. Uh, uh, just, just in terms of that, to take that to the next point, privacy in the retail environment, because this does become a very, 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 very 
very big issue. Yeah. Because suddenly if Amazon's got all my data and they know, and I suddenly they ping me walking into a store and I just wanted to look. Uh, I mean, what they could potentially manipulate and control the the privacy of data. So that is a hot topic. I, I mean, I have a, a view on it. It's, sometimes it's, it's the burning oil. It is. Not, it is. Yeah, it's it not is. the black oil. It's it the is. burning oil. It is yeah. the burning one. Um, you know, it, it depends how I think. It depends how you use data. I and mean, Facebook's a great example. If I were to explain the concept of Facebook to you years ago and told you what would be accessed. Well, yeah. we access publicly, you'd probably, nobody would want to sign up for it. It's bizarre. You put up yeah, all this absolutely. content. Anybody can see it. Um, it's almost your whole life documented. Um, and uh, I think people are seeing the benefits of it before they see the sort of adverse effects. Yeah. Um, and so you buy into the benefit. And I think retailers are going to have to do the same. If you talk about data as a way to understand me better and yeah. not give me the shitty pop-up, Mm-hmm. Then I buy into it. Then I'm saying this is great because it stops me from being worried yeah. Yeah. By, by spam, by yeah. junk mail. Stop trying to sell me and start try, start telling me. Start telling me. Yeah. So if you understand me, then I'm not giving you data. I'm talking to you. I'm yeah. talking to you with digital yeah. assets. I'm talking to you point. with other assets. That's a very good point. Don't but you and I are me. talking. Yeah, think, you yeah. and I are talking yeah. versus you're taking stuff from me. I don't know about it. And then you're still just spamming me. Um, 100%. That, that and that's the thing. I mean, Google have created a whole spam team now that go around and, and mm. are making sure that you, experiences online are spam-free or as, yep. as, as more relevant as they possibly can be. But, I mean, I am just blown away. You've, you've changed a couple of frameworks of, of, of what I've thought the physical space was yeah. able to achieve. And uh, it's fantastic to see the alignment of, of the future of physical and, and retail. Um, so, uh, like personally, I'm blown away, Mr. Mike No, look, I, I'm completely blown away. And we're going to have to get you back because there, there are quite a few critical questions I wanted to look forward in terms of the future, certainly the roles of blockchains, etc. I think there's some amazing things yeah. that, that we really need to we, – we didn't split the show in half in terms of current and future. This really stuck to the current because there was just so much fascinating things. There's amazing stuff happening now. And that's the thing. There I think is. you guys are – you're like agents of change for now, which is amazing. And that's great. You're bringing yeah. that future forward and re- yeah. helping people realize that – more can be done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and dare to dream. It's really cool. I mean, what are the things that amaze you? I mean, you got into this, but like just as a wrap up, what are the things that have amazed you in what you've been doing? So look, I mean, I suppose, uh, a, a lot. Um, what has this probably first amazed me is a lot. Yeah, yeah a <laughs> lot, a lot. Uh, what, what has amazed me, and it's, it's a common saying, it's nothing new, but that's the point, right? Um, is the level to which Things are actually simpler than you think And the levels to which history repeats itself Again, it's just keep the philosophy That design for people and the rest Will take care of itself And sometimes you get caught up in this narrative About what's new You know, part of me doesn't give a shit It's what's best What's Uh, best, absolutely And and, and that's sometimes where where we've got to stop It's stop looking about what's new Because sometimes new is distracting Or not well thought out You've just solved our political issues (laughs) Yeah, yeah Your teacher present, go No, But I think what I'm going to propose for the Futurology show, because we occasionally do this from time to time, is yeah. dare, dare ourselves. Some of the people we've had, most of the people, everybody we've had on our show is amazing. Yeah. But I think we should have a couple of best ofs. We should have like a, a month or a couple of shows back to back of the best of people and invite yeah. a collaborative effort of Yatish maybe with Dr. Craig Nozzle and someone and just, just get Absolutely. a perspective discussion going around how things are all interacting with, with each other. Vitality, very much the gamified interaction of health and fitness yeah, linked with loyalty. And, and brand and product. Totally. So it'd be nice to see how those, these, these things can go. If you guys think that's a good idea, tell us who you think we should have on that brainstorm amalgamated mashup of, of amazingness. 
And, uh, but yeah, we've come to the end of the show. So once again, thank you so much for joining us. Likewise. Thanks guys. And, uh, if you missed, uh, if you only just tuned in now, I'm sorry we're leaving, but the podcast will be available soon. We'll be tweeting it out and you can catch it on iTunes. 100%. Absolutely. And thanks, Brett. And, and Yatish, thank you for your time. Um, it's been a fantastic hour. I can't believe it's gone so fast. Um, and, and of course, guys, listen, uh, listen out on the Futurology show Twitter handle. Uh, we will, we'll share all the information. There's certainly some stuff that Yatish has, has shared out. There's some amazing stuff going on here and I, I look forward to the next conversation. Cool. So till next week, till next week. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cliffcentral.com.